Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and this is... El Bandito. How's it going tonight, El Bandito? Oh, I'm doing great, senor, man. We, we are having an action-packed super pump night tonight. We came down to the wire to get the show together today. Oh, so you can see yeah. we're starting a little bit late, but hey, we're here. All you beautiful people are here. We see a bunch of people jumped on already. Jason L., Kelly J., Justin K. Man, Justin K., I spent the weekend playing some Wildlands with that cat, man. Oh. And that is a wild game. Super oh. fun. There you go, man. Well, hey, you know, that's what it is, man. There was so much action going on this past weekend, man, that compiling tonight's episode, man, took a little extra time. But, man, you guys are going to dig it because we got a bunch of cool stuff, man. What are we starting off with tonight, El Bandito? Oh, man. Tonight, let me give you guys a rundown of what we're doing tonight because we have got some super fun stuff. First up, of course, is the finals for our March Madness, right? The oh, votes yeah. are in. We were both blown away and surprised by the winners of uh, you know, last week's bout. Uh, but we're going to get into that in a few minutes. And then right after that, our countdown to Infinity War continues. Oh, man. And who are we talking about tonight? Tonight, we've got a, we, we, we've got a joint Avenger tribute here. We, we're honoring both the Black Widow and Hawkeye because, as we'll find out in tonight's little History of the Avengers segment... They are completely intertwined in both their histories, their stories, what's going on with them. It's a really fascinating story, both in comics and the way it's portrayed on screen very much captures it. So that'll be pretty fun and exciting. We've also got some podunk news sprinkled in there. Ooh, We've yeah. got a couple of great stories. The first off being never say never in pro wrestling. You know it, man. There's a lot of wild stuff coming up, man. You know, WrestleMania is right around the uh, corner. Man, we can't, I can't wait to get into some podunk news, man. But what else we got going on tonight? Well, we've, we've also got one other really wild, cool podunk news story that we're going to tease for you just a little bit here. Because one woman out there thinks she knows who Jesus would vote for as president of the United States. <laughs> oh, man, you guys are going to want to tune in for that, man. But, man, I'm just I'm just so excited, man. I, I just can't wait to dive right in, man. Yeah. Like, because, you know, the past couple of weeks we've been talking about our big March Madness event that we had going on. Absolutely, man. We pitted the Defenders up against the Arrowverse, and we let the oh, fans yeah. and all you beautiful people out there decide who was the top dog among them. So we bracketed them up March Madness style, and they had to face off one against the other. We started off with the Green Arrow versus Iron Fist, the Flash versus Daredevil. We had Black Lightning versus Luke Cage and Supergirl versus Jessica Jones. Woo. Man, and we had some upsets, some wild votes out there, man, and we, we left it up to you guys. Vote on whatever basis you want you know if you want to think about it purely in powers and abilities if you're just like i just like this person more yep, feel free yep. to vote you know <laughs> but you know it. the results we got were pretty epic man and it got whittled down to having the green arrow battling it out with daredevil Ooh, what a battle man Woof. i know two two you know regular joes out there trying to save their city you yep. know and then we had a three-way tie which we totally didn't expect you know it, man. It was a triple threat, three-way dance, however way you want to say it, man. But who are the combatants in that one? Well, we had a straight tie between Supergirl and Jessica Jones. Ooh, so yeah. we decided to give them both a bye into the next round and take the winner of the bout between Luke Cage and Black Lightning, Power Man himself, Luke Cage, to take on the two chicks. I mean, what guy wouldn't want to, Ooh. right? <laughs> so we pitted them in a three-way battle, and, uh, and man... The results are in. We want to share it with you guys right now. What, what do you say we just hit the bump? Let, let's let's do it, it, man. Let's see, right. give it to them. 
Oh man, I love that bumper, man. It just gets me stoked, you know, that music. I love it. Oh man, well it's certainly some good stuff out there. I appreciate the compliments. And let's let's go ahead and get tonight's show started. Oh, let's get yeah. the March Madness final started. So that's what we ended up with. That's our bracket right there. You guys put your votes in. We're we're pushing it down to the final two into the final week. And man, believe it or not. Who came out on top? The upset of upsets in my mind. The green arrow actually pulled one out over the man without fear. Wow, man. You know, we know, like we said, Ollie Queen, you know, on TV, man. He's been out for, you know, six years now. He's got a lot in that bag of tricks, man. Well, he definitely, him and his team must have devised some way to throw the man without fear off his game. Absolutely. Whether he used some kind of gadgety sonic device or something to mess with his senses, I do not know. But I can tell you, man, like, I'm hurt to see the man without fear taken out right right as we were getting down to the finals. But Ooh, it was close. That's going to put Oliver Queen, the green arrow man, the leader of the Arrowverse, in, into a, a firm position in the finals Ooh. here. Oh, man. Well, now, now, now the moment of truth, man. You had Supergirl, Jessica Jones, Power Man, Luke Cage. Man. Who, who came out on top? Ba- battling it out. Now, look, I got to give you guys the description. Boo. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> I like it. But I got to give you guys the, uh, the like my impression of what I think happened. Because I think that Jessica Jones and Luke Cage teamed up to take on the incredible abilities of Supergirl. Okay. And they managed to take her down. Okay. All right. So the Supergirl's off the table. It's off the table. And then it was just a matter of time before one of these two Marvel heroes managed to take the other out. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that we saw it once, and they're calling for it again. Jessica managed to take down the Power Man. <laughs> oh, man. You know you know how, how Luke Cage has some feelings for Jessica, so you know, he might have given, you know, given her a little, a little win there. You know, yeah, yeah. W, I, right? I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> if she was like, hey, let's do it in a drinking contest. And then Luke Cage was out. I don't know what happened there, man. Or maybe they went up to have coffee. Yeah, exactly. And he was, he's recuperating And she now. ended up on top. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so either way, that leaves us with a final week matchup, the final round here of our March Madness. It's going to be going on until the beginning of next week, obviously. till next week's show when we have a winner decided. You can cast your vote now. There's a link in the description of this video. It'll be up all week for you guys to share, pass around, have some fun with. But we've got the head of the Arrowverse going on with the femme fatale of the Defenders, man. And I, this is a battle of the ages because this oh, yeah. is really like we whittled it down to the two people who are probably the most morally flexible in both universes. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That's probably where they got some of those upsets as they you yeah. know, drove through the uh, the other combatants, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And like we said, man, who, you know, Ollie's got those skills with the arrows, man. But Jessica's got that strength. She, Ollie- she does. And you brought up an interesting point that like. Out of the three people that Oliver Queen could have went up against there, she's the one that's most vulnerable. Yes, yeah. You know? She could get an arrow shot through her and feel that. Yeah. You know, so definitely. But we do got to take into account Oliver's got family. He's got friends. We know Jessica has some, but she doesn't really put that on the books. You know, she, <laughs> she doesn't bring them along for the battle. Yeah, she's know? usually trying to send them home. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some stuff she might be able to take advantage of there mm-hmm. in his, in his uh, secret identity as well. So, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot to, you know, put into this final round, folks. But, yeah, go ahead. Like El Bandito said, 
go cast your vote. Let us know who you think mm-hmm. would win in this epic battle. Yeah, and again, th- that that was a great point. Her being a PI, him still having an identity that he's trying to protect, that could be a major factor in your decision. Use whatever decision-making factors you choose. Exactly. But... We'll figure it out. We'll come up with some <laughs> cool little twist on how on what happened. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is get out there and vote. Have some fun, man. Oh, yeah. We can't wait till next week when we crown our March Madness champion. You know it, man. But on the flip side of that, we've got a second poll up there. It's also in the description. It's for your favorite Avenger, man. Our countdown to Infinity War has been our tribute to the original six Avengers that came out in the 2012 movie. We like to talk a little bit about the comic book history of them, where they're at in the Marvel Universe, and then we're going to probably have a huge Infinity War episode where we talk about all of our speculations and things right before the movie comes out. Um but we've got a poll up for you to vote on your favorite Avenger. You can also um, put a comment in this video, the video on YouTube, any of the previous uh, uh, Countdown to Infinity War videos. Say that you love an Avenger. Say you love Captain America. You love Iron Man. That poll is open so that you can vote every single day. Oh, yeah. So if you want to keep voting for your favorite Avenger, if you want to vote for different Avengers, man, have fun. Both these polls... Share them, pass them around, man. Let's see some love out there. And, uh, you know, we want it to come down to, like, one person being, like, 555 votes and the other one being, like, 438. You know, we want it to be that huge margin of a lot of people really weighing in and having fun. And, I mean, you know, like we said, you know, the Avengers are so marvelous, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's a lot of things that people can like about different ones, you know. Some people really like, you know, Tony Stark's, you know, uh, imagination and the stuff mm-hmm. that he creates. Some people like, you know, Cap because he's all American, you know, ready to kick some ass. You know, some people like the Hulk because he's always ready to kick some <laughs> ass. You know, but no yeah, doubt. definitely, you guys go in there, cast your vote, let us know why you love that particular Avenger. But for now, let's jump right into our countdown to Infinity War. We got a lot of stuff to go over tonight. A lot of cool, super fun stuff, man. You guys feel free to put in the comments, do you like the results of the March Madness so far? And who's your favorite Avenger? In the meantime, check this action out. Damn. And here I thought that the March Madness bumper was my favorite. Yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty awesome, El Bandito. <laughs> thanks, man. Again, thanks to the folks out there at Film Learning for uh, helping me put together that awesome thing there, man, because they made some great tutorials on how that Avengers logo is put together, man. So super cool. fun stuff. Um, but we are jumping right in. Oh, yeah. To the Black Widow and Hawkeye. Oh, definitely, man. You know, I know a lot of people, like you said, when we look at the Avengers, you know, you think about Cap, you think about Iron Man, and Thor, the Hulk, you know, and the, Thor, the God. You know? <laughs> exactly, man. But, man, these two members right here, they have definitely pulled their weight, and we're going to tell you all about it. Yeah, and I don't want anyone to think, oh, man, you guys are putting them in a joint episode. You're discrediting them. You're not giving them a whole full episode. Man, we did Cap in one segment. We had no idea how popular this would be. And then they moved the date of Infinity War, so now we don't have (laughs) enough time to do one for everybody. So we're doing this joint one here. But like I said, what's interesting is we chose to do these two together, not just because they're the two human people who don't have outrageous abilities that we could go on about for hours, but because their backstory is actually completely intertwined. And both on screen and in the original comics. So how much do you know about the original comics? I got to be honest with you, man. You know, opposed to some of our other characters, 
I have not read much about these two characters, even individually in the mm. comics. So, man, tonight's going to be a little bit of a learning experience for me, too. <laughs> well, very cool, man. Well, hopefully it'll be a learning experience for all you guys as well. And first and foremost, what I want to get out is, like, historically in comics, Black Widow, not an Avenger. Oh, okay. You know, like okay she, yeah. yeah, she really didn't come about even in the, the kind of Avenger realm until way later. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, but both of these characters started off as uh, bad guys. You know, oh, it's like villains of the week. You know? Hey, hey, look at that. And their popularity is that, you know, kind of escalated from there and gave them sort of the notoriety that they have today. You know, Hawkeye definitely became an Avenger very quickly. He sure, was in there, I think, sure. in issue number 16. Okay. And has been okay. like a long-standing Avenger ever since. Okay. Okay, so yeah, definitely he's put in his time. Yeah, definitely. But let's go ahead and, and let's take a look at the actual comics and find out where these cats come from. Okay. Of course, it starts off with Stan, the manly himself, <laughs> coming up with the concepts for both characters. And Don Heck is actually the um, artist who worked on Tales of Suspense. Okay, now that name sounds familiar. Isn't he credited to another one of our Avengers that we covered? He is, and I'm kind of throwing a shout-out here, you know, with <laughs> some love to uh, Iron Man because Tales of Suspense is where Iron Man premiered. There you go. And both Hawkeye and Black Widow are villains of the week fighting Iron Man. <laughs> Look at that, man. You, like you said, and I mean, I, I know we're probably going to dig into it later, man, but they did a really good job kind of incorporating that into the Avengers film. Absolutely. So, Don Heck, major major artist working on the book. Stan Lee is doing all the plots and stories for it. But I do want to give a little bit of a shout-out to a, a, a little-known scripter named Don Rico. Oh, what did right? he do? Now, Don Rico is actually the guy who wrote the script for uh, the issue that Black Widow premiered in. Oh, okay. Right? Now, okay. a lot of people may know Stan Lee was writing like 15 books at the time. He was writing everything at Marvel. So it kind of boiled down to him kind of more giving people like a plot summary of what was going on and then letting them kind of fill out the story from there. So often they would hire these scripters who would actually write out all the scripts and the words and the dialogue and, you know, panel for panel sort of stuff after Stan Lee kind of told them, hey, this is this is what I'm thinking Make that into the book, you know? There you go. Okay. So okay. Don Rico was a uh, novelist. Oh, that's pretty and cool. And he came in. He only wrote like three or four books for them, um, but he happened to write the script for the Black Widow book. So he's credited with being one of the original creators of Black Widow. <laughs> so is he known for like some spy novels and stuff like that? Do you have any idea if like... If that was kind of his forte. You know? I know it definitely was not spy novels. It was not why he was brought in for the project or anything like that. Okay. Um, he was just, just a, a regular okay. author, you know, doing kind of regular stuff. But gotcha. his work in comics went under the pseudonym N. Korok. Oh, okay. You know, and I guess at the time it was a kind of thing where comics weren't that cool to be putting your name on. So, so he, he didn't want his them. other yeah, publishers yeah. to think he was taking on this side work. Ah, know? they got you, got Yeah, you. so he wrote these, it's like two or three stories in Tales of Suspense, and he wrote one, Strange Tales. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. number 129, that featured Doctor Strange. So there that's pretty neat. But anyways, just, you know, the guy gets his credit, man. He's one of the creators. So Absolutely. Uh, I'll give him a plug there. Very cool. So let's look at the book that he actually scripted that Stanley came up with the plot work for and that Don Heck did this amazing illustration and artwork in. This is Tales of Suspense number 52. Oh, okay. 
This is the first appearance of the Black Widow man, and you can see right on the covers the Crimson Dynamo. There. Oh, classic, <laughs> classic Iron Man villain. And what's funny is in this book, he's not technically an Iron Man villain. Oh, okay. Which is is pretty wild because the original Crimson Dynamo. Do you know who the who the original Crimson Dynamo was? No, 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 I don't. It's actually Anton Vanko. Okay, okay. Now, uh, is that the guy who was in the second Iron Man movie? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Like, Mickey Rourke's character is the son of Anton Vanko. Gotcha. Who, in the MCU, is the guy that worked with Howard Stark to help come up with the idea for the arc reactor. Ah, cool, cool. Okay, so <laughs> that definitely ties together where he goes from, like, Whiplash into the more, you know, Iron Man-esque yes. Crimson Dynamo kind of characters. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And it's also great to see how, again, the MCU films are pulling right from the pages of these original comics yes. because Anton Vanko is a very popular, I wouldn't say popular, but he's a very prominent character featured in these stories right here where he's this, like, Russian guy that's helping him you know, work on different inventions, and he built the Crimson Dynamo suit, but they're kind of like friends, but they're misunderstood a little bit. So okay. It's, it's interesting stuff. Friendly rivals. Yeah, but the Black Widow is actually going to come into the book here looking like a babe with her red hair there, which is nice, in this very not Black Widow-looking outfit here. <laughs> but she's called upon by, like, some communist leader people here to go and to kill... Tony Stark, Anton Vanko, who they consider a traitor, okay, right? and the mysterious Iron Man. Okay, okay. Who, ah, again, there you go, they yeah. don't know as as Tony Stark. That almost in the looks original like Professor books, X yeah. right there. Jack. He kind of <laughs> does. He's sitting behind a desk, and that's another guy in front of him. But I thought the exact same thing when I was looking at this clip. You know, that's hilarious. But the other guy there is a second assassin because they sent him in a team, right? Okay. Now get this, because I I had to look up some of this here, man, because this cracked me up. This other guy here, I think I got another. I think I got another image of him. So here's here's them telling uh, Natasha that she's to kill Stark, Vanko, and Iron Man. There, it's all okay. three of them in the photo there. Right, and then yeah, here's the guy here. This guy's name is Boris. Okay, and he ends up donning the Crimson Dynamo armor. Okay, right. His name is Boris Turgenov. Right. Okay. Now let me ask you a question: If you were going to send two Russian spies to America to kill American scientists. Isn't it ironic that they're named Boris and Natasha? <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure where that kind of comes from in history. Like, I don't know if that's a joke or a play on something else, but it seems so ironic that they're two Russian spies, plus the two in Rocky and Bullwinkle yeah, yeah, would yeah. both be called Boris and Natasha. Now, the cartoon show, I, I had to go and look this up. The cartoon show originally airs in November of 1959. Okay. This book came out in March. Okay. So okay. there may have been a comic strip or something of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I'm not sure if they're kind of taking off each other, making a joke here, or what's going on. But that was just too wild of a coincidence not to laugh at. Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. So anyways, Boris decides his plan is going to be that he steals the Crimson Dynamo armor, hides in it, and is able to sneak around and destroy a lot of stuff and get close to Stark if he thinks he's Venko in the Crimson Dynamo. Okay, okay. You know, while... Uh, the Black Widow, of course, wants to try to seduce Tony Stark and everything like this and yeah. get close to him. Do her bit. Black Widow thing. Yeah, exactly. So things escalate from there where the Crimson Dynamo is blowing up his factory and stuff like that. Things are getting kind of bad, and Vanko ends up getting killed. Okay. You know, he saves Tony. And, well, he saves Iron Man. Yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. if he knows it's Tony. I don't okay. remember now, but I know that he saves Iron Man, 
and Tony Stark is here saying like, oh man, I'll never let anyone forget that Vanko died protecting his country or protecting this country and protecting Iron Man being a, an all-around good guy. So oh, okay. It's, it's kind of ironic that his dad, Howard Stark, in the MCU is like, nah, no one cares about that guy. <laughs> 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 he like, had him deported or something. Well, definitely, you know, it seems like they had the... Yeah, you know, like where they when you like I said when you know the history and then you yeah. see what they did, you're kind of like, all right, I get it. You know, they wanted yeah. to introduce Crimson Dynamo, but not exactly because mm-hmm. like really a lot of that stuff doesn't hold a lot of water anymore. Yeah. But you know, like you said, like the you know it, from this heroic character to like you said, where it's just kind of <laughs> like, eh, that guy ain't nothing. Yeah, it's kind of a real departure. But yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bummer for Vanko, and and you kind of get more of a sense of why. You know, Mickey Rourke as his son would be like, yeah, dude, F these guys. Like, this is how he should have been treated. Yeah. You know, and instead he got deported, sent back to Russia and, you know, was considered a traitor and and all that awful stuff. Gotcha. Um, But again, this this is going to round out in the fact that Black Widow has failed her mission here. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. So there's a great panel at the end of the book where she's talking about she knows what happens if she goes back as a failure, you know, and it's it's not going to be good. So it's kind of sets up where sh- the next few issues she's going to be kind of this recurring bad guy for Iron Man trying to accomplish her mission of killing Stark and Iron Man. Okay. And uh and being able to go back as an accomplished mission. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Try try to try to fix up what she's uh been foiled at. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So a short while later, now that her cover's blown and Stark knows that she's a bad guy and stuff like this, she she runs across a very talented circus performer, right, from Carson's Carnival of Traveling Wonders. Okay. Which is a mouthful, I know. And she, you know, she she is in disguise, so she's got the black hair now. She's okay. a Okay. But she picks this guy up on the side of the road and she's like, Hey dude, you're exactly the kind of guy I'm looking for to help me battle this evil dude, Iron Man. Okay. And take okay. him out. So I'll let the audience sit in suspense over who it is that she might have had picked <laughs> up here, right? Meanwhile, meanwhile, jumping ahead to Tales of Suspense number 57. Okay. Right? So this is five issues later. They have this spectacular cover of this guy named the Hawkeye, who's apparently showing up to give Iron Man a bad day, right? Okay. Now, the book starts off pretty cool where Tony Stark is taking a date to this Carson's Carnival of Traveling Wonders. Oh, okay. Right? Where okay. they happen to see this archer guy just wearing a regular brown kind of Davy Crockett-looking outfit. Yeah. And yeah. they call him the Hawkeye. All right. Watch how he never misses, and he shoots all these arrows and stuff like that. And the crowd, like, boos him. Modern-day Robin Hood, really? They boo him? They boo him. They oh. think they're like, dude, that's lame. No one cares. It's a bow and arrow, so shoot a gun or a laser or something. Yeah, like, they really give him a hard time, and he's kind of irritated by it. And then all of a sudden, boom, some disaster happens. A carnival ride starts to break down. Tony Stark dons his Iron Man suit out of a briefcase that he there carries. You with go. Him, you know? And he jumps into action, saves a bunch of people, you know, puts down this giant, you know, carnival thing. You know, he saves some people on it and stuff. Yeah. And everyone cheers for him and loves him and thinks he's the greatest thing in the universe. And Hawkeye is mad jelly, yo. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, stole his show. Yeah, so he gets all kind of upset, and he realizes that he's like, that's just some guy in a suit of armor, right? I could use the skills I have to also be a superhero. Oh, okay, okay. So he decides to make himself his own cool Hawkeye costume, and he's going to go out and he's going to fight crime so that he can really get the accolade 
like this Iron Man guy does. Oh, so in a sense, he was like an inspir- Iron Man was kind of like an inspiration to him. Yes, absolutely. Huh. And so he's very much inspired by this. And everything in the dialogue is like, I can help people. I can be a hero. I can use my stuff for good. And no one will sneer or snicker at me anymore. They'll really see what my talents can do. Okay. So it's kind of cocky, but kind of noble at the same time. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, pre- pretty cool motivation, though. Sure. It's definitely unique, you know. So he's good. First first freaking night he goes out, catches a guy stealing jewelry. Okay. Yeah, he's robbing a jewelry store. Hawkeye sticks him to a thing there. The guy drops the jewels. You know, Hawkeye goes over and he's like, foiled a freaking jewelry heist. There you go. Can't beat good that. Good first night out. Right? Can't beat that for first night out. Could you do better? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, as comics are... The police show up as Hawkeye is collecting the jewels to Uh return them. (laughs) And they're just like, somebody called the fuss. (laughs) Here's some costume Yahoo with a bag full of jewels. They're like, nah, guess what? Going to jail, son. (laughs) (laughs) So he does what anyone in a wrongfully accused scenario would do when you're wearing a mask and kind of dressed like a nut. Uh, He flees and he runs like hell and gets out of there. Okay, With the jewels? Uh, I think he drops them. I think he does okay. drop them. He doesn't want them, you know? So he drops the jewels in, and he hightails it out of there. And around the corner, he sees this enchanting young woman show up in a beautiful car and pick him up because she's like, dude, it's some costumed hero guy. Yeah. You know, I bet you I could. this dude's got the skills to help me take out Iron Man. Okay, okay. So she ends up spinning Hawkeye a yarn, the likes of which only few women I've met would be capable of. <laughs> but she reels this guy in hook, line, and sinker, man. This is a Black Widow, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the whole, it's the idea behind the name, right? So Hawkeye falls crazy in love with her. He's like, oh, man, you know, she's the only woman I'll ever love. I'll do anything for her. If she says this Iron Man guy's bad, let's go take him out. Okay. You know? <laughs> so they formulate a little plan. Things go down. They catch up with Iron Man, and they start giving him a pretty decent pounding. Okay. You know, and I'm pretty impressed that right off from the bat, Hawkeye's got all of his kick-ass trick arrows and cool stuff. And this is still in number 57. I mean, great artwork. You know, this Don Heck really tells a visual story. I enjoy it, man. But here we see that he has these arrows that have these kind of suction cups on them, these like magnetic suction cups, and they're sticking to Iron Man's armor. Uh Uh-huh. And behind him, they have a capsule with this sort of uh, like chemical that's rusting parts of his armor oh man that's pretty brutal yeah yeah, it's fusing them together so i mean pretty cool ingenious stuff they came up with to try to take out the iron man absolutely man definitely like you said he was uh you know you know this dude just kind of wanted to be a hero but now he's been misled by that villainous black widow Uh, yeah man that's that's how it goes down a lot of times you know where where heroes meet and then they get this wrong impression of each other and then they battle it out, you know, and that was so prominent in the 2012 Avengers movie that it's like I tell people all the time, that's such a comic book thing. And here we see it again, Hawkeye and Iron Man battling it out and Black Widow all battling it out. Oh, yeah. Because they kind of don't really got a good read on each other, you know? Absolutely, man. So what happens? All right. So ultimately, Hawkeye takes a shot at Iron Man that he's able to deflect that hits Natasha. Uh oh! Bam! And knocks her down. Hawkeye is like, "Oh my gosh, dude! Like that—that's—that could probably kill someone who's not in armor." You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. 
So he he gets very upset, blames Iron Man for it. He runs off, scoops up uh, Black Widow, and is like, "Oh man, you know, like, you know, you're the only woman I ever loved. I need to save you." And he goes running <laughs> off, and. Uh, the that two of them silver tongued devil black widow <laughs> yeah exactly the two of them get away from there and the idealistic Hawkeye's growing influences uh, they they lead Natasha to rebel against her kind of communist uh, you know superiors and she defects becomes a good guy becomes a good spy and the two of them have a history ever since of working together and teaming up back to back and Iron Man actually vouches for Hawkeye uh, years later uh, in Avengers number 16 when Hawkeye comes to Avengers Mansion and convinces Jarvis to let him pretend to kidnap him just so he could show off his abilities to Iron Man. Oh, okay. In hopes okay. that Iron Man would let him join the Avengers. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, so he, he wasn't um, he wasn't letting any of their earlier exploits kind of, you know drowned his vision at that point like he realized that oh, this guy isn't so bad yes you know natasha came clean yeah once <laughs> once he's able to convince natasha to stop being like bad everything's pretty gravy from there let me ask you something man i don't sure. know if this is in the notes or has, has hawkeye always been in the friend zone <laughs> uh, do you think these two kind of you know hawkeye uh, gets out of the friend zone on occasion oh he does you know um he He's actually listed in Marvel's like Wikipedia style stuff, like their Marvel database. He's listed as always carrying a torch for Natasha, which is like heartbreaking, you know. But <laughs> he's her white knight. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. They say when when Wanda first joined the Avengers, that he really had a crush on her. Okay, and you know he tried to hook up, you know, and they, they kind of got together for a little bit, but then she ultimately has more affection for Vision, and they split up, and he kind of goes back for Natasha, kind of back and forth. Now Natasha, meanwhile, ends up hooking up with Daredevil for a while. Oh, there you go. Yeah, hanging out with him, and ironically, it's Hawkeye who joins the Defenders to try to get close again to uh, Natasha. So <laughs> he's just chasing her all over the place. It, it, he is. He is, man. I think there's a the secret uh, uh, little, little triangle always kind of, <laughs> Yeah, everybody loves the man without fear, right? <laughs> oh, you know it, man. You know it. But yeah, so that basically leads us into where they're at today, where several years down the road, uh, like decades down the road, Fury is going to recruit Natasha to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and this kind of leads her into her whole you know, Avengers role that we know today. Um, there's instances where both Hawkeye uh, get, gains superpowers, like he uses the Pym particles to become Goliath for a while. Oh, yes. that's see that, Okay, that's what I was thinking about earlier. He, so, Okay, Goliath, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he man. also takes on the role of Daredevil himself. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. for, for a little while when Daredevil's kind of having issues with his identity mm. and Daredevil, and he wants them both in the same place. So... Gotcha. Well, very cool, man. Well, definitely. I didn't realize the history was so rich between these two characters, but yeah. I definitely feel bad for, for Hawkeye over there. It seems he has only one eye, and that's for Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> that bleeding heart, man, that, that gets me every time. Yeah, she's the Black Widow, though, so I don't know. Yeah. She might... <laughs> she's probably just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> You're like, I would die for you. You're like, that's fine. Just carry my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So but, you can still come on vacation, just stay in that room over but there. But I do love how the MCU very much shows that same relationship. You know, not so much the heartbreaking sort oh, of side yeah, of it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. definitely the closeness that the two of them had. 
you know, because we don't get a lot of their backstory, but you can tell that they were very close at one point and that it really sounds like Barton helped turn Natasha into a good agent. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that uh, Catherine D here in the comments had said that even in the new Avengers cartoon that Hawkeye always mentions how Natasha always had his back and stuff. Yeah. So they've definitely have brought that into all different ways of media that they are like best friends and mm -hmm. yeah, like they are partners, you know, so yes. pretty cool. Yeah. And the two of them kind of being agents of shield now, I really like, uh, yeah. I thought that was a great move in the MCU to kind of introduce to basically normal people yeah. who are master assassins, you know? And like I said, you, you know, he got some of the pin particles for a while, but he gave that up when he took over the role of daredevil. He didn't like gain any of daredevil's powers. Yeah. Obviously he yeah. was just him wearing the costume. So, the two of them are both listed as basically having no powers, with the one exception being the suspicion that Natasha went under some sort of genetic treatment to prolong her life, which is kind of more of a justification of how a Russian Soviet spy is still around today more than anything else. Well, I think even in the movies, there's that whole like red room scenario mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I know we both have talked about like, I think at this point, I think a Black Widow movie would work. Yes. Like, I don't think of like, you know, if they would have done a Black Widow movie like right after Iron Man 2, I don't, you know. Yeah, I, I, it might have been a hard sell. Yeah. You know, and now I yeah. think people are very invested on like what on earth is actually her backstory. And if anyone has seen Agent Carter, they definitely have another woman from the from the Black Widow program. Oh, okay. But in the okay. 40s, you know, uh, who shows up in, well, not the 40s, but like the 50s, you know, the, the sure. McCarthyist era. You yes, know? yes. And, uh. They they give you a little bit, just a little bit of the of the MCU version of what was going down and some of the stuff that they were doing. So really cool. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it's it's out there, man. Grab a DVD. It's available on Hulu every once in a while. Check it out. Very cool, man. Well, hey, this has been awesome, man. Yeah. I know we got a ton more stuff to talk about Dude. Hawkeye and Black <laughs> Widow. Uh, but are we ready for some podunk news? I think so, man. I'm happy to jump into some news. All man. right, let's hit it for him. All right. Odunk News. Oh. Hey. hey, we're here. <laughs> you know, you know, the, <laughs> Natasha and and uh, and Hawkeye might be like, you know, almost like master assassins, but yeah. actually, all oh, Bandito and I have um, <laughs> have this ability to disappear and reappear before your very eyes. Those so. are, that's master master spy level stuff right there. Absolutely, you know, to be man. invisible. You know, <laughs> well, you know, one of our uh, one of our favorite segments on almost every one of our shows is Podunk News, where we tell you guys some of the craziest stories that are going out there in this Podunk world. So we're gonna dive right into one right now. Let's check it out. Oh man, and we know everybody's getting really excited because yeah. you know WrestleMania is right around the corner, and our first story has to do with wrestling right off the bat. Boom. Oh, yeah. And yes. I mean, we know a lot. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You got it, El Bandito. And we know if you guys are wrestling fans, you guys have probably already heard this, but we're going to talk about it anyway. You yeah. know, last week, Daniel Bryant, after uh, his retirement in 2016, man, he has been, you know, stated that he can go back to work and yep. get back into the ring in the WWE. Yep, he has officially been cleared. He is good to go. They say the effects of the concussions and stuff that he had are not severe enough to prohibit him from continuing to wrestling. 
uh, to wrestle. There are several people who express a lot of concern. I think Edge is probably the biggest proponent oh, of yeah. like, dude, maybe you should just chill, count your blessings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's the time to hang up your hat. Yeah. yeah. But as so young, you know, he's a young guy. He's got a, a, a huge career oh, yeah. right now, and uh, he's just he's legendary. But I know the feeling of how he must feel to be like, I, w- I want to get back in it. I want to do it. I want to experience it. I want to feel it. And, I mean, Shawn Michaels did the same thing years ago where he yes. blew a couple discs out of his back. He did the work, you know, got cleared and came back and, you know, was like, I'm going to blow out another few discs in my back because they're teetering <laughs> on the edge. Might that, as well blow them. You that, know? That's, that's, that's what he loved to do, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool that um, WWE is, has kept Daniel Bryant, like, in the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, him and his wife, you know, they still work. You know, uh, they were doing like a part-time kind of deal. I know Bryant was like the SmackDown general manager and yes. stuff like that. So it's kind of cool that he's stayed in the picture. So it's not just like he's going to pop back in. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But man, like ever since this news dropped, man, people have just been like blowing it up with, you know, the dream matches that they'd <laughs> love to see, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Bryant versus AJ Styles. Daniel Bryant versus uh, uh, Shinsei Nakamura. Oh, man. I mean, it, it is like, these, oh, uh, Finn Balor, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, those guys, these these guys that have, are, are, are really making a name for themselves now, man, they're just, you know, they're waiting for Bryant to get back in the ring. So. Who's who's the guy that Gravity forgot? Oh, that's uh, Neville. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. best moniker in wrestling ever, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's another, I mean, Jesus, his maneuverability and stuff yeah. like that. I think him and Bryant, man. Yeah, I think once Daniel Bryan gets in there, man, he starts kicking people in the head and doing that stuff, that <laughs> knee that knee run thing. That he, oh, man, it's just going to be so good. And that's where I think like, guys like Shinsuke and him, man, they would just put on such a show. Yeah, and it's funny because I bounce in and out of wrestling. I can't keep with it all the time. You know, obviously, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. But I've never seen Daniel Bryan wrestle. Oh, see, there, there you go, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's like you said. I mean, it's like, you know, you go in and out a couple of years, and mm-hmm. he made a big impact, like right around yeah. that WrestleMania 30. Yeah. You know, but. Um, and I love the guy. He's great. His personality is great. He's great on the mic. It's just, oh, yeah. He's great. I would love to see this cat wrestle. Yeah, well, you're going to get the chance, man. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, people are saying, you know, he might make his in-ring return at WrestleMania. I think that's a little too soon, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll just have him go in there and rough somebody up. He'll go schoolboy somebody in a 10-second match. Do you know what I think would be awesome? (laughs) If they had him out and and he went heel. I mean, I know he's the face. He's he's almost like John (laughs) Cena-level face, but, man, imagine if he came out and, like, he helped like Triple H and Stephanie win or something like that. I mean, (laughs) people would go bananas, man. I I have to say, I'm I'm a, a digital media fan. Whoever did this Chavo Guerrero shirt of him, that's like the best thing I ever saw. That's so good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. His whole yes movement thing that he had yeah. going on. I remember they say one of the biggest moments that they liked, they had a bunch of fans get into the ring and they were like, you know, occupying Raw. Yeah. You know, like when all that stuff was going on. And, and yeah, they got in there and they were telling them, no, no, you know, to Stephanie and <laughs> Triple H and stuff. I mean, it was just a lot of fun, man. It's like all that stuff that wrestling's built on. So, yeah, he's. Definitely welcome back, you know, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait to see what happens at WrestleMania. But, man, we got some other crazy stories to tell you guys about. We do. Let's see what's up next. Bam. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, we talked about this earlier in the show, man. The whole thing was is who do you think Jesus would choose for our next president? Well, this lady knows, and why does she know El Bandito? <laughs> because her name is Jesus Christ. 
Exactly. She lives in Maine and she's 83 years old. Where's she been for 83 years and she's not helping us out doing miracles or nothing? Well, I guess like for some reason her calling kind of came, you know, later uh, in life know, there. Later in life, man, and she just thinks that this billionaire, you know, should be our next uh our next president. Well, Actually, what what kind of came out? I guess Oprah had this. Uh, this is Oprah Winfrey, by the yes. way. That's who, yeah, who and this, she this is who Jesus Christ wants to be president. <laughs> but the lady, exactly. Well, apparently, <laughs> you know, someone asked asked Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, would you would you consider running for president? And what Oprah said, well, if God wanted me to run for president, He would send me a message. Well. Jesus Christ, you know, from Maine might not be God, but she felt entitled to yeah, <laughs> send I mean, Oprah this message. So. It's, I mean, if I was God and I didn't want to put my direct influence on something on Earth, but you wanted to give someone sort of a sign, uh, I think this would be a pretty good way to do it. You that, know? That's true. That's true. Oh, Catherine D's here saying, now you get a car. <laughs> you get a car. Everybody gets a car. Yeah, it's it's more like uh, you get double taxed and you get double taxed. <laughs> now you get double taxed. But we all get roads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Free health care. <laughs> Uh, uh, looks like in the in the comments, people are saying to give Oprah a shot. Well, we'll see what happens yeah. in 2020. But uh, G, uh, this uh, woman, Jesus Christ, 83 years old from Maine, thinks that that should be the next candidate. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, whatever. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so well, we got some other stuff coming up here in our podunk news. Oh, this this story I think is hilarious, man. Yeah, t- tell me about this. Because uh, okay. I saw this graphic and I was just like, Nice. (laughs) A man from the United Kingdom attempted to use a fake driver's license to fool the police over there. Okay. Uh, The license had a picture and information for the classic cartoon character Homer Simpson. So his fake ID had a photograph of Homer Simpson. He didn't even be like, yo, my name is... Homer Simpson. Yeah, he just handed yeah. it. this this picture here is the actual yeah, it's the ID. Actual, the actual this ID. This is what he handed him. I mean, obviously the guy doesn't look like Homer. I mean, we don't have a picture of him, <laughs> but he, obviously he doesn't. Look Maybe like he looks him. like Dan Castanella or whatever. That's true. That would be kind of funny if it was him. But um, <laughs> the man could also not provide any form of insurance. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so needless to say, the cops didn't find this very funny till after the fact, and they shared this story. It'd but, be one thing if you had your regular license and then this, and you kind of gave it, yeah. <laughs> you know, but. So I don't know exactly what the laws are over there in the United Kingdom. I know we got some friends from over there, so maybe they can fill yeah. us in. But uh, apparently his car was seized, okay, and he's being charged like crazy fines. But he wasn't arrested, so mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe having false identification over there isn't exactly. A... I wonder if the guy's name is really Homer Simpson, and he just had him put that photo in there as like a gag, you know? <laughs> but his be. he really is Homer Simpson. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's why they were kind of like, well, we really can't arrest him, but we're gonna take his car since he has no insurance. <laughs> or maybe but... they're just super chill over in, in the <laughs> UK. True. They see Sandy and Liam out there. If you guys want to let us know, is this standard protocol? Yeah, for uh, you know. The UK to just be like, oh, you're fine, dude. You don't need a license. Yeah, you can just walk home. We got they got those double decker buses right yeah. there. Bring them home. But um, <laughs> I mean, I uh, guess it's relatively small. It's not like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it like? I wonder if he was driving like Mr. Bean's car, <laughs> like that little like the little yellow car they drove. Around. Nah, but <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, he was charged with you know 
driving without a proper license and driving without insurance. So definitely, you know, I think we both could say it gets a big old <laughs> boom, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's that story. So, but now we got a cool event to tell you guys about. For this we do week. coming up soon, right down there at the Kelsey Theater, man. Down in that's in Lake Worth, right? Yes, right. Uh, Lake Park. Lake Park. That's so a, close. So yeah, close. no, it's so many lakes down here in Florida, man. It's like being in the in the. Uh, Michigan area. Exactly. Yeah, surrounded yeah, by yeah. lakes. The Lake so Okeechobee, close. Lake Park, Lake Worth. <laughs> the Lake Opopka, which is my favorite. There <laughs> you go. So what's going on down there at the Kelsey Theater? Well, they have this pretty awesome motivational speaker named Eddie Stevens. Mm-hmm. And what this guy does is, is he kind of tells you the whole story of self-empowerment and kind of figuring out your life and stuff like this. But he does it through the guise of both, uh, well, let's just say nerd pop culture yes you know so he has all these star wars references and iconic superhero references and things like this but he's citing the teachings of like carl young joseph campbell you know um maynard james keenan you know just all these different people this philosophy all the smarty stuff but he's packaging it in ways that people who know the source material of these other pop culture things absolutely can really try to wrap their head around it a little better you know, so it's a it sounds like a really wild seminar. I'm, I'm, we're trying to make it down there. You know, we got stuff going on. We heard about it kind of last minute, but we wanted to put it out there. Uh, it's from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. It's only five bucks. Yeah, that's you pretty know? awesome. Yeah, it's I all mean. ages. There's no mature content or anything like that. But it's down at the Kelsey Theater in Lake Park, man. So really cool event that they've got going on. It's Friday, March 30th. So it's coming up soon. It's that's oh, yeah. this Friday, right? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, we understand some of you guys might have some Easter plans going on on Sunday. But, man, yeah. what a great way to start off the weekend. Like you said, man, you know, it's, Feeling it's good all Feeling good about ages. yourself. Exactly, yeah. man. You might learn some stuff here that you're going to want to share, man. I mean, I know I've read a lot of Kari Young stuff, really wild stuff, talking about ego and shadow and mm-hmm. all that great uh, uh, psychology stuff. I mean, Maynard James Keene of Tool fame. You know, he, yeah. he followed a lot of Carl Young stuff, so it kind of all ties together in yeah. a nice package but man yeah like we said like you know the hero's journey stuff that like kind of wraps it around in this whole thing like you said with with the uh things that everybody loves yeah. today star, yeah, star wars, wars. Yep. yeah superheroes. superheroes stuff like that and then it's it's living an extraordinary life it's not yes. like oh living a kind of cool life. no it's extraordinary you exactly. know like so this gonna, is what we all want <laughs> you're gonna take those cool concepts and kind of like make them into where you could use them in your everyday life, man, and definitely apply them and become a better and uh, super-powered person, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If superpowers were included, I have a feeling it'd be more than five bucks, but still. Absolutely. You could supercharge your brain into that thought exactly. process. Exactly. So. You'll be like uh, Professor X. <laughs> Dude, have you seen Timmy on the South Park Fractured Butthole? <laughs> He's, uh, what, what do they, do they so just call Professor Timmy? Yeah. That's what they call it. <laughs> Professor Timothy. That's <laughs> yeah. And he just he drives around looking like Timmy. Me like ah, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> his yeah. thoughts just project out into people's heads. It definitely Love is it. a great game. Uh, <laughs> definitely not all ages, uh, yeah. more for the mature, you know. <laughs> but yeah, lots of fun if you guys are a fan of South Park. We highly recommend it. I know I'm yeah. like almost done with it. Have you finished it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm probably three quarters of the way through. I know it I'm now, about so. that same point. Yeah. But man, we're having so much fun with it. So check it out. <laughs> All right, guys, let's jump back into the studio here and let's check out the last little bit of our countdown to Infinity War. Man, we're talking about the Black Widow and Hawkeye. Let's go check them out. Do it. All 
right. Oh, yeah. Baby. I'm only going to get to use that a few more times. Hey, I, I think it was <laughs> definitely worthy of squeezing it in there that one more time. That is That's what very, she said. very, <laughs> very epic, uh, uh, epic way. We're, we're living an extraordinary life right here, man. Absolutely, we're man. We're talking about some awesome comic book stuff. And we're right excited now. that all you beautiful, extraordinary people are joining us for this, man, because oh, yeah. this is super fun. So right now, we're going to do the breakdown. We're actually doing kind of terrible on our time, so <laughs> we, we might be around for a little longer than uh, just an hour tonight, but have oh, fun, yeah. man, because we have got some really cool ratings and some kind of looks at Black Widow and Hawkeye during the 2012 uh, Avengers film. And kind of a little bit about what they've done since to oh, kind yeah. of round out what we think of these characters in the MCU because they are stunning and amazing. And we should start off right away by talking about Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson, who are just two amazing actors who do such a phenomenal job of portraying these characters. What do you think of them as casting choices? I think, like, you know, the way that they portray the characters and their attitudes and stuff and everything, of course, that I've learned tonight, I think they do a great job. Um, you know, Scarlett Johansson, obviously, like, you know, knockout, you yeah. know, and, and like great when you compare her to, like you said, some of that later art, mm-hmm. you know, um, like we said here, the guy who's playing Hawkeye, uh, what was his name again? Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. You know, I always like, yeah. it, like, it's always on the tip of my tongue. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Cliff Burton. <laughs> Wait, that's not even his name, right? That's no, a, Clint, oh, Clint Barton. Clint, Clint Barton. Yeah, I'm thinking about Metallica, man, rocking out <laughs> over here. I but, thought you were going to the guy from Cheers, Clint, no. <laughs> you know, the mailman. <laughs> but. I think he's a great role. Yeah. I'm just surprised that they've never kind of tried to wrap him up in like some sort of a costume. You know I mean? Yeah. I know he has like, you know, as you see there, he's wearing almost like probably like Green Arrow-esque kind of attire, but they've never given him a mask or something. But I mean, it's not necessary. No, No, it's it's really not. I mean, he has one of the most, we saw it earlier, most flamboyant. Costumes between him and Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. Their sure. their two costumes are like, how are you ever going to get that on screen? It would and make be pretty it not silly look looking, weird, so, you know. But yeah, I do have to say, I love the fact that they really teased it very heavy. I remember being in the theater when Cap comes into the room and he sees Hawkeye and Black Widow, and he says, "You got a suit?" And he's like, "Yeah." I got a suit. And I'm like, dude, if he comes out with some Hawkeye-looking stuff, I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> but no, he just put on this fly suit that he's wearing in the image here. Absolutely. And, uh, and he looks great. Now, I remember Jeremy Renner from The Hurt Locker. It's the first movie I saw him in, Academy Award-winning film. Fan-freaking-tastic. And his his persona, this kind of everyman who's just good, like just a good dude, just really came through in that movie but he's kind of one of those guys it's like i want to kind of live on the edge but i'm a mellow person but i like doing the extreme stuff it's a weird caveat of kind of where people fit in but there are people like that and he captured that so well in that movie and then it translates into hawkeye where he is this kind of carnival guy who's thrill seeking and stuff like that and chooses to become a an agent of shield and chooses to use a bow and arrow and all this stuff. And we don't get a lot of his backstory in the MCU, so we have to kind of assume that it's very similar. Um, but, wow, like, his personality all wrapped around it is pretty great. Sure, sure. And, and like we said, I know we joked around earlier about, you know, uh, Hawkeye being in the friend zone. Like, yeah. I know in the MCU they've definitely kind of capped yeah. that off because he has a wife and kids, right? Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, here's this guy that's going out. He's got, you know family members who depend on him and he's really putting his mm-hmm. butt on the line so i mean it's like you, you get that 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 heroic sense like how our soldiers go out there and they yes. you know 
leave their families at home, man. So you really get behind these guys, yes. man. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, where Captain America and Iron Man, Tony Stark, you know, they seem like people that are larger than life individuals. Yes. They're people you'd never see, you'd never meet because they're too famous and too spectacular. But Hawkeye, Clint Barton, he seems like a guy you might know. Yeah, you know yeah. that he'd be your buddy. That he'd come over and help you grill. Like he just seems like <laughs> such a good dude, you know. And uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff equally fantastic. I mean, when the when the film first came out, Iron Man two, where she first appeared, I was a little skeptical because I've seen her in a lot of more comedic stuff and things like that, um, and a lot of movies when she was younger. So to me, this was really her as not not only like kind of supposed to be way older than she is. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the character is much older than Scarlett Johansson, but also a very depth, a very deep, you know, uh, kind of studious character, you know, that's, that's very somber. Um, but she she excels at that. She captures it. I mean, the first part of Iron Man, she's so like normal person, and you realize when she comes out with Fury that, that that's a disguise. And I mean, she yeah. just immediately changes on screen to being kind of crappy towards Stark and everything. <laughs> and I have to say, nothing beats her in like Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron. I mean, the character's just phenomenal. And when she's given more screen time, she excels in a fantastic way. Even the opening, her opening in Avengers. Oh, my, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, that's where, I mean, like you said, that, that scene in, in Iron Man 2 where she fights like all those mm -hmm. guys. That's awesome. She does that like headlock thing. I remember she's tied to the chair. Yeah. I remember she's like, hey, I need to take this call or whatever. <laughs> and the guy's just like, hey, I'm interrogating you. And she's mm -hmm. just like, dude, I'm like busy. Like, it was just so cool. Like, it, <laughs> And it's it, Coulson yeah. on the phone, which yeah. is dope, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to no. give love to Coulson out there. There but, you go. Yeah. Going from that to going to get Banner. Yeah. And that yeah. scene that's very intense between the two of them. And there's obviously a bit of an age disparage between the two of them, but they have amazing chemistry that, you know, just perseveres through the to the other films. She has this great chemistry with Hawkeye, this great chemistry with, you know, um, Captain America, you know, even with Iron Man that she doesn't really like, you know, but it's just she's able to come off as likable in every scenario and everything. And I'm just like, that's a spy. That's yeah. what a spy is, you know, where, where Barton's an agent. She's a spy, you know? And, and like we were saying, like, you know, while they may have nixed the uh, friend zone story with Hawkeye, mm -hmm. like you said, there seems to be this like kind of growing, I don't want to say romance, but, you know, kinship between her and uh, the Hulk. You know, I would the, definitely call that a romance when yeah. they talk about having kids in Ultron yeah, for a minute. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, I've never talked to a friend about maybe having kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a coworker. <laughs> well, like maybe a guy friend, but I wouldn't talk to a chick about that. <laughs> So what else we got going on here, El Bandito? We got right. we've talked about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, both their performances outstanding. You know, great, great choices for this. I love both of them there. But let's talk about the characters. Let's talk about what they accomplished. Let's break them down into our patented countdown to Infinity War rating style, and we're gonna bounce back and forth a little bit. We're gonna talk about Hawkeye, his powers and abilities, man. All right. Well, definitely. I know earlier we kind of like you know made a reference to, like, the Green Arrow, yes. you know, and how he's kind of like the Hawkeye equivalent over at DC. Well, we did a little bit of research, and, you know, definitely the Green Arrow does predate Hawkeye, yeah. you know, as far as, like, when they were released. But like you said, they, they've made Hawkeye so different in his... Mm -hmm. you know, his motivation, can, yes. his character and all yep. is, is very different. Yep, he, he's not a millionaire. He didn't end up on some island to learn mm -hmm. all blah, blah, blah. Like you said, he, he learned it in the in the circus or train there. Yeah, yeah. he's actually an yep. orphan, you yep. know? Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. So, But his abilities, man, ooh, 
Yeah. Like, this guy shoots some shots. Yeah, let's let's talk about the two of them kind of being on par. But, man, I, I think we're going to take a look at this, and you guys are going to see that Hawkeye may have the edge here, right? All right, let's see. So let's start off by saying he has no powers. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is a normal human, and doing research for this episode, we looked up, like, world-famous archers. Sure. And we saw guys that can literally shoot an Advil out of the sky if you threw it up there. <laughs> you know, we saw a guy who could bounce off those trampolines at, like, Panda World or whatever that is, and he can shoot arrows and hit three or four targets at a time with shooting wow. three arrows. So a lot of this stuff is super believable that both these characters are into, right? That's awesome. Um, but for Hawkeye himself, let's look at some of the extraordinary things we've seen him do over the years. Obviously, shooting more than one arrow. Yep. It's kind of yep. your classic arrow trick. Three sure. arrows at once here in Age of Ultron. I mean, hotness, right? Absolutely. All right. He's he's shooting in severe conditions. This is one thing we <laughs> hadn't seen Oliver Queen do, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like he's on uh, like fifty thousand feet in the air or something. He's outside of a, a hangar bay shooting the helicarrier that has all this wind draft stuff and everything, and he makes the shot. He nails it, right? So that's pretty impressive. Then he's got the cool I can shoot an arrow while I'm falling and it catches and swing sure. an arc into a window and not kill myself. Yep. Pretty the impressive arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and but. While we see a lot of grapple arrows, you and I zip down it, like he's shooting an arrow while he's falling off a building, going down to the appropriate arc to get in a window and not sure. just smash into the wall and shatter all the Sure, bones. sure. So pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Absolutely. This one here is my favorite. This is my absolute favorite. He can shoot shit he ain't even looking at. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, there are like a lot of windows and reflect. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he's just shooting behind his back. He knows where, you know, he's probably listening. And bam. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he starts off the shot and then he trails away and just finishes it because he's just sure. that good, man. And again, we, we saw people doing this. Yep. You know, it's, it's pretty impressive. So overall, we're going to give him a six. For his powers and abilities. I mean, we kind of were thinking, oh, man, he's not going to score very high at all. He's just a regular guy with no powers. But the more we looked at this, the more we're like, he is doing some feats to amaze right there. Oh, absolutely. Like, you remember when you're talking about, like, no kind of enhancements mm -hmm. besides just training, you know, yeah. like practicing and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's He's definitely deserving of that six. All right, so moving on from him, let's take a look at Natasha Ooh. and her powers and abilities for the Black Widow. We'll start off by saying none. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. With a possible maybe genetic life-extending stuff, but no super strength or anything sure. like that, right? So from there, we know that she's got this wicked backstory of crazy training that, like yeah, you said, we've yeah. hardly seen. But this is a clip from Age of Ultron that they're doing God knows what to her here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they call it, the Red Room or something yes. like that? I know one of those other movies out there, there's a red room, and if they're doing that kind of stuff to her, <laughs> I might want to see this uh, Black Widow movie. <laughs> but no, absolutely. Yeah, who knows what they're doing? Well, she's also got a ton of cool-ass gadgets, including those taser gauntlets that she uses a lot uh, that I really thought were a really cool idea and really neat oh, yeah. way to work in that kind of accoutrement that she always had in comics. Sure. You know, that, yeah, I, don't, I don't think in comics they ever did anything. Yeah, bracelets, were, yeah, she just kind of warm. Yeah, yeah, but here, here they have it where they did something. But also in Iron Man two, remember she had all these little things she could throw on the ground. She had a yeah. garrote wire that would come out of nowhere, you know, out of the the sleeve thing. So she's definitely got some badass gadgets and some master assassin level training with all of them. With, with this, with all these visuals that we're seeing her, man, we might be able to do a whole episode on uh, on her hair. 
I mean, I think her <laughs> hairstyle changes. So. Yeah, that should be one of her powers is the ability to rock any look, bro, because she does. That's awesome. All right. But we also know that, like we said in the earlier scene, she can charm men. Yes. She sneaks up on Loki, which even he admits is very difficult for someone to do, which I presume the someone he's referring to is an Asgardian. Sure. Let alone a human, you know. Yeah. But on top of that, he tr- she tricks him. Yes. Into yeah, yeah, revealing yeah. his plan about the Hulk. Absolutely, man. So, which was really cool because that really pays homage to the original, why, why the Avengers originally got together mm-hmm. in the comics was to stop the Hulk from being rampaged, but it was like Loki. Yeah, Loki was controlling yeah. or tricking the Hulk into rampaging. Exactly. So yeah, it definitely set up that tie between the original <laughs> comic and the story in the film. So talking about the Hulk, right? <laughs> she can also calm the Hulk, man. That's that's definitely a power in itself yeah. right there. <laughs> now, uh, I'm kind of on the fence on this one because while I think that's very prominent and pretty amazing and very awesome, it seems like Banner's way in control of his power at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I think he just likes holding hands with Natasha. <laughs> it could be, man. It could be. It sues the savage beast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. Yeah, it could be, you know, whoever. I'm always angry. Yeah, right? exactly, you know? So... We'll see on that. But both of them master assassins with master level freaking training and hand-to-hand combat and all that sort of stuff. We got to give her a six as well. There you go. Even Steven between her and Hawkeye. And, I mean, we see them both battling and taking out Shatari. She's attacking Shatari. She steals one of their scepters at one point and is attacking guys. So, you know, definitely that hand-to-hand combat versatility, you know, expert marksman with guns, all that sort of stuff, man. Just... These, these, these cats can ball. Absolutely, <laughs> man. So let's go on from there to talking about their role in the Battle of New York. Absolutely. I mean, the climax of the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, definitely going to be a, a very uh, important part in our uh, Avengers countdown here. Yes. Yes. So in the role for the Battle of New York, both of them fought on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is cool. So first and foremost, we got both of them on the ground with Cap saving oh, the little yeah. guy, which to me... That's one of the most important things of a hero. It's something you see pretty, uh, I want to say five out of the six Avengers, because the Hulk <laughs> kind of ran through that one building where there was like lots of people. Yeah. And he like, didn't seem like he cared at all. <laughs> he just stepped on somebody. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, they're in the shit down there, and they're saving people, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Right? So Hawkeye's definitely got a bag full of tricks that he's ready to <laughs> unleash on all these guys out here. And he wants a piece of Loki. He says that right off the bat, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, after you get possessed for half a movie, you know, it's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to have to, you know, give him a little payback, you know? Yep. So he's ready for action there, and he ends up getting put on the rooftop by Iron Man where he's observing the whole situation and able to call out intel for the rest of the team. Very you important know? right there. Yeah, got to have your eye in the sky. Yeah, so he's not only telling people where the positions of the Chitauri are, but he's actually giving them tips on how to defeat them. Like how he tells Iron Man, hey, these guys don't turn worth a damn, so find yeah. a tight corner. You know, things like that. That's uh, they're, It's great intel, you know? Absolutely. And last but not least, man, he almost gets Loki. Yeah, that, now that, I mean, <laughs> I know he doesn't get him, but man, what yeah. a cool scene. Like, not only does it show, like, how much, like, you know, he wanted to give, get, get him, yep. like, it also showed the power of Loki. Yeah, being able to stop that. So that was yeah, cool. that that he caught it and was like whatever, but then the thing still explodes in his face a second exactly. later. So he's like, I got you a little bit. You know? you know it, man. That was awesome. 
So all in all, we're going to give him a six for his role in the battle for New York, in New York because ultimately, pretty sure it could have got resolved without him there, but he did do a lot of cleanup and, and sure. help out. Yeah. Yeah. The little guy a lot, which is important to us, you know. Like you said everybody we're the little a, guy. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody has a role in the team, and man, that, that's a very important role with that intel. No doubt. All right, so looking at the Black Widow and her role in the Battle for New York. So she's on the ground there with them, of course. Bam, front and center, right there in the middle. She's also, like we said, she's taking down the Chitari man. Yeah, you know? yeah, she's, she was busting them. Yeah, she's got the. You know, taser gloves, and she's giving it to this guy right here. And then we cut back to a scene, and she has one of the Chitari spears. <laughs> she's like shooting it. Yeah, I, you have to improvise, man. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost like when you're playing Halo and you're starting to run low on your bullets. <laughs> you need to grab the other guy's gun and just start yep. blasting. Man, you don't yep. know what it's gonna do. You probably end up liking that gun a little better. <laughs> one of the scenes I really like is when they're doing that pan around shot, mm-hmm. and like you just see her like unloading and reloading her weapons like, yeah, like, yeah yeah that was just kind of cool because you know you have the hulk being like rah horror or, or thor's got the hammer you know and then she's like you know doing her gun yeah. play you know yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, that's she's cool. like how many rounds i got in here all yeah. right let's do this i'm that, on that was cool <laughs> very 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 cool scene so most importantly she closes the portal yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one who gets to the rooftop through some amazing gymnastics works where Cap <laughs> boosts her up. She catches on to the back of one of the, the Chitari kind of glider things. She kills that guy and uses his corpse to navigate it to the roof of uh, Stark Tower. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and get up there, get the scepter, save um, the professor. What's a professor? Oh, man. Drawing a blank. Is it Scarsdale or something like well, that? Well, that's his real name. Oh, it's Skarsgård or whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Man, yeah, they, they, I, I lost it, man. All right, should have wrote it down. Anyways, they get together, they get the scepter, and she's like, hey, I can close it, I can close it. Yep. You know, Stark goes up with the missile, she closes the portal, man. I'd have to say, super important job to do. Oh, the yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like you said, while everybody kind of played their part, you know, the Hulk took down the giant, like, mm-hmm. what I thought was Fing Fang Foom, but it turned out <laughs> to just be this big dragon, the Centauri thing. You know, he took that thing down. You know, Thor was fighting kind of Loki doing that thing. Well, the, the Hulk yeah. kind of took out Loki. But, yeah, <laughs> this, I mean, you had to stop. You had to close the portal, you know. Yeah. It was very important. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for that feat alone, we're going to bump her the extra two points and give her an 8 out of 10 for her role in the Battle of New York. Oh, yeah. So I, th- I think these extra little points, man, they're going to come in handy towards the end here. Yeah, we'll have to see how it rolls out. All right, so next up, we've got the Assemble score. Now, this oh. is about the Avengers that they bring to the table. Okay, okay, yeah, this, this is it. Yeah, this is going to be a little tricky yeah. here. So first and foremost, <laughs> Hawkeye was working against the Avengers for three quarters of the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say, like, his his uh, MCU explanation's a little better than his uh, comic book explanation. <laughs> yeah. You know, we did learn later on that the Scepter has a... a Infinity gem in it, so how powerful it is yes. to make him follow Loki's command. But yeah, you're right. He was a bad guy for most of the Avengers. Yeah, so we can't really say he helped any of the initial Avengers assemble on that one. So that's definitely going to hurt his score a bit. But boy, did he come through in Age of Ultron oh, when yeah. he gave a beautiful speech to Wanda about how nothing in the world makes sense. He's fighting robots with arrows. <laughs> Let's just go out there and try to save some people, you know? Yeah. It really rousing, really made you feel good, gave you an idea of the character of his humanity and everything. And 
I say ultimately made her an Avenger. Absolutely, man. Like you said, well, initially, you know, he kind of had to take a little bit of a side because, you mm-hmm. know, he's a bad guy. Man, then Age of Ultron, like you said, he really came to the front lines. And then even, I mean, I know they never said he didn't he didn't retire, but he kind of like kind of yeah. hinted that like, yeah, this might be one of his last runs mm-hmm. into the into the fray. So absolutely great scene here. And to follow it up, I mean, tragic, but I would say he definitely, his banter with Quicksilver was winning him over. You oh, know? absolutely. Mean, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I think I think he would have sided with him if he would have survived. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, guys, catch up. But no, but the, uh, you know, getting the twins into the Avengers, I think I would totally give to Hawkeye hands yeah. down. Yeah, that's, so, I, I agree with that. So for that notion alone, we're going to give them a six out of ten, three for each of them. So. There you go. There you go. Hey, I mean, like you said, the, in that age Ultron, man, he definitely pulled through where, like you said, not for his choice, but, you know, in the first Avengers, he was kind of sidelined a little mm-hmm. bit. All right, so let's take a look at the Black Widow's Assemble score. Oh, man, get ready. Now, I got to tell you, man, <laughs> this is a list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So Fury <laughs> showed up at his door to be like, hey, man, I'm putting a team together. Right. It kind of looked like at the end of the Incredible Hulk that Stark was in. He was down. Yeah. yeah. But then in Iron Man 2, it's like he's got to get scoped out by Natasha. And yes. she's like, nah, dude, I'm not down with this guy. Like, I don't like him. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rejected. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Ultimately, they end up with this idea of him consulting and being part of it, but his heart's maybe not in the right place, but they can get him there. <laughs> his heart wasn't yeah. in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, Iron Man's a part of everything because of the work that Natasha did. You know, So we got to give her at least a little bit of partial credit sure. on this one. Yeah, you know? I, would, I would say so. Same thing, too, for Captain America up there. You oh, know? yeah. She yeah, yeah. really, you know was the person who he seemed to associate with most. Sure. Once he got there, like, you know, he, he kind of understood what was going on. And, again, this is only partial credit because Fury's really doing the work here, you know, but we can give her a few points for that. Oh, come on. You know, Cap, they, they had just thought out Cap. This redhead comes walking <laughs> and Cap's like, hey, what up? I know. Your girlfriend's 90, but we, we, got, we got this chick. Uh, but Banner over there. Man, oh yeah, we yeah. can give her 110 points for going and getting Banner and talking oh, yeah. him down, convincing him and bringing him to the helicarrier and to the team. Now, now, now we do got to add though that there was like all those armed guys outside. Yeah, but they, they weren't <laughs> helping get him; they were going to take him out. You know? I know, I know. <laughs> all right, but I think what's really gonna gonna put her over the edge, the yeah. Hawkeye man, yeah. just like in the comics, like you said, she yeah. brought him into the fold. Which, like you said, it would be nice if they do that Black Widow movie to kind of mm-hmm. see some of that early um, yeah. partnership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and again, it kind of the MCU seems like he's an agent of Shield, yeah. and that he brought her from being a gad, bad guy to to the good side, right? Yeah, yeah. But but they're both like agents of Shield, right? She's working with the Avengers. He's a bad guy. She knocks him out, scrambles his noodle, recruits him to go with Cap on the mission. So is he an Avenger because of that? You know? uh, yeah. Was he good, just yeah. an agent and now he's an Avenger? Yeah, it could be, man. But still, it's like you said, she definitely gets that yeah. reeling him in score. So absolutely, man. Very, 
Very, very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, all the way around, she's got her hands in the honey jar every which way you can slice it. I'm giving her a 10 out of 10 on the assemble score because it just everybody is like, yeah, we'll do stuff with Natasha. That's fine. (laughs) Oh, that guy's kind of weird. I I bet bet they do stuff with (laughs) Natasha. I bet they don't like to. (laughs) All right, so last but not least, we've got our overall Avengers score. Now, this is a look at kind of their character development over the course of all the films that they have been in. Um, Hawkeye, of course, was in the original Thor movie. He's kind of uncredited as Hawkeye. They don't refer to him as Hawkeye or even Clint Barton. Um, But uh, he, he... is in the movie and is great in it. You know, I love his his kind of fun line about, you know, hey, I'm starting to root for this guy, Coulson. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also in Age of Ultron, of course, the original Avengers, Civil War, all this stuff, man. So he's very prominently featured in a lot of stuff. I love his character development, like you said, in that he's an agent and that he did some stuff with Natasha as far as missions and all the Budapest that yes. I hope maybe someday we'll find out what Budapest was all about. But then he's also a family man. You know, and he's an all-around good guy, and he's just a regular Joe's a nice guy, being like, "Yeah, I choose this profession to go out and help people and and be an agent." You know, and and I think, in a sense, that's the beginning of of what makes an Avenger an Avenger is that that want to go out there and help people. And I'm totally giving him extra credit for doing it with no abilities. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like you said, like I mean, from coming in in Thor, from his cameo to all the way through Civil War. You know, the fact that he said he leaves his family, goes out there, puts his butt on the line and mm-hmm. does a good job on it. Yeah, I completely agree, man. It's pretty awesome. All right. So his heart's in the right place, man. We're giving him an eight out of ten. Oh, yeah. All right. So jumping over to the Black Widow. Now, this is a little bit of a weirder story because we don't know how she kind of got wrapped up in everything. Obviously, she started off in Iron Man 2, was amazing in Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Civil War, the original Avengers, all that stuff. She's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, kind of recruited, maybe a double agent. We're not really sure. Uh, but she does seem morally flexible. It seems like she's comfortable with a lot of stuff that's going on kind of at the beginning of Winter Soldier. And Cap kind of steers her right, but it's always kind of that she's obviously stealing something at the beginning of the movie yeah, for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, that she doesn't realize is for HYDRA. Uh, so... She's flexible enough where it's it's going to make me knock a few points as to what her actual motivation is. Is this just is this all she's ever known? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Or is this man. something that she really feels in her heart to go out and be good? I'd love to see a Black Widow movie give us more of that of understanding sure. the depth of the character that's there. Uh, I I absolutely agree, man. Like you said, once she asserts introduced, it's kind of like, all right, cool. This is a good like secondary character, but. Mm-hmm. Throughout the various movies and screen time that she has, I think it's definitely enough to be like, hey, let's really get the lowdown of what went down back in the day with her. Yeah, tell us about Budapest, damn it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, but we're going to give her a 6 out of 10. Like I said, a couple points off for like actually seeing her do bad shit often on screen <laughs> and not being controlled by the Mind Stone to do it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, moving on from there, we're going to El Bandito's score, man. Oh, man. So what do I think of the sensational Hawkeye? I'll tell you, I love this cat. I think he's great. I know my nephew, Gabriel, he's out there. He's a super huge Hawkeye fan, man. <laughs> so I had to throw him an extra point just because of that. I'm giving him an 8 out of 10. Oh, man, there you go. He's definitely ranking up there with some of those other guys <laughs> we've talked about. And 
you guys know I got a special spot for the ladies there, man. <laughs> and this this chick just does it for me. But I have to say, I don't like women who have flexible morals and are kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly, she's not my nephew's favorite. So she gets a seven out of ten. <laughs> this is almost like the uh, our, our our March Madness. Yeah, thing. it's yeah. a little arbitrary our decisions <laughs> here, but it's what we like. It's what we think. All right, let's see what Senior Bowl has to say. Well, like we said, man, you know, definitely this guy is a family man. You know, but he's also a great worker. You know, he goes out there, he gets the job done, man. He, you know, he uses, like you said, those very skilled methods to do it. But, man, like you said, he definitely, you know, he got controlled that little bit of time. So, you know, that might have knocked him down a couple notches, mm-hmm. but I still think he's a great character. But I'm going to go ahead and give him a seven, yeah. you know. Like I said, not, I mean, I know that's not a terrible score, man, no. but it's just like, like I said, there's a few things that I think, like, you know, like I said, it's great to have a character that you can relate to. You know, yes. be like, man, like you said, those guys that jump off the trampolines, and you could do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But man, it's just like a few things kind of keeping them back from a little bit of a higher score. What What are those few things you don't want to? Well, like you said, like, you know, just the fact that, you know, it, it, just the human mind to be able to, I mean, I know, like you said, at the time we didn't know sure. that the, the uh, the the mind stone was in the in the scepter mm. and stuff like that. So later on, you're kind of like, oh man, you know, you're not so like, oh, you like I couldn't like use his willpower to overdo. Sure, you know? sure. Like, you're like, yeah, it's kind of, like I said. So, but just you know, it's 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 just those things of being human. You know, like without gotcha. having any kind of enhancements or anything yeah, like yeah. that that kind of keep you. That he still probably has a cell phone where he's like, no, babe, I, we're saving the world. Yes. I have to. I, I can't right now. <laughs> there absolutely are those ties <laughs> that when you have. The family involved yeah. that you are vulnerable. I got, I, I got you, man. You're, you're, you're knocking them a little bit because you're like, I like that player superhero that's out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony Stark all the way. <laughs> Pepper all Potts, right. whatever. Get out of here. No, <laughs> all right. So, what do you think of the the Black Widow? Man, like you said, like from the very get go to where she is now, man, like you know, she's developed so much as a mm-hmm. character, brought in so many folks into the fold changed her hair so many times <laughs> and just always brings some awesome weapons to the table. Plus, like he said, with that mystery of not knowing if she was enhanced in that red room, yeah. and I so want to see that, I'm going to go ahead and give her an eight. You know, So we kind of flip-flopped on our scores between <laughs> these two guys, but we're right up there where I think we both kind of said that they're so valuable as characters. Yeah. But, yeah, man, just the stuff that she kind of, you know, like you said, being able to kind of, uh, you know, uh, wean the Hulk, I guess, yes. would be a little bit. I mean, that's that's a power in its own. Like you said, I don't know if so much if that's like you know Bruce in there yeah, kind of yeah, being yeah. like, man, who wants I... to touch me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where where's Betty Ben? You know, like they've never really touched yeah. on Betty Ben. Well, she's not. Was she married in there? No, no, she, yeah. she'd still be Ross. Bet, yeah, Bet, Betty, Betsy Ross. Yeah, so uh, Betsy Ross is the actual lady that showed our flag or something. Yeah, right? yeah, Betty. Yeah, Betty Ross. Yeah. yeah, she. Like I said, we just. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, but either way, Natasha definitely has that skill, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see when they meet again. You know where that goes. Absolutely, man. All right, so that's going to give us a final. We're going to give you guys a final score on both these cats. We got forty-five for the Black Widow. Beating out Hawkeye, who, as I'm looking at it, I think he got a 40. I think I may have counted that wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, but either way, the, we'll, we'll finalize these scores, and we'll go sure. over them. Uh, the last week, April 23rd, the Monday before Infinity War comes out. We're going to do a culmination of all this stuff, and we're going to give you guys the results of everybody. But for right now, these are where the scores are going to stand, 45 and 39. But we need your help. 
Oh, right? yeah. All you beautiful listeners out there, all you beautiful people, man, you guys have the opportunity to vote. Put in the comments that you love Hawkeye, you love Natasha, that you love the Black Widow, that you love Clint Barton. Put whatever you want down there. If we know who you're talking about, they're getting an extra point. You can also go to the poll. There's a link to it in our description and a link to it in the description of the video below. And you can go to the poll and vote every single day for who your favorite Avenger is. So if you want to do it once every week, you can, or one day every, every, one, Every day in a week, there you, go. <laughs> there you go. You can vote for all the Avengers, and you can do that again and again. You've got a whole month left now to do it. So definitely get out there, vote on the poll, share the poll, love the poll. Everyone just <laughs> just imagine every day you can give Black Widow your love. Yeah, with the poll. <laughs> with the poll. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well you know this has been an awesome episode, El Bandito. Yeah. I learned a lot about these two characters I didn't know before, but man, you know. I see Roberto L. in our comments, man. Yeah. He is blowing up some wild stuff, man. He's talking about The Undertaker. Oh, man. He's talking about, you know, is The Undertaker going to be at WrestleMania? Well, guess what, man? You must be a time traveler, you know, because <laughs> next week we're going to have our big WrestleMania pre-show, man. We're going to be talking about who we think is going to win, what surprises we think are going to show up, you know, where the, the WWE is going to go after WrestleMania, man. We're going to have it all talk about some of our favorite WrestleMania moments, man. But definitely, yeah, we hope The Undertaker will definitely be there to challenge John Cena. You know it, man. It'll be, it'll be a WrestleMania to remember, that's for sure. We're going to be talking all about it next week. So join us then Monday, 9 p.m. Until then, make sure to like the video, share, subscribe over on YouTube. Check out our YouTube page where we have an archive of all of our previous videos. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Be safe and have a good night. Yeah.